This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today I would like to talk about one of the most interesting characters from the 1930s and 40s. His name is Raymond Scott, and in the late 1930s through the 1940s, he really was pretty much a household name. He led a very um, famous dance band in the 1940s. He was also the musical director and conductor of the CBS Radio Orchestra, was a prodigy on the piano, had graduated from Juilliard. But all these things are, are kind of peripheral about Raymond Scott. His most famous group was called the Quintet. It was actually a sextet. It was a group with six musicians, but he liked the sound of the word quintet, so he called it a quintet. He wrote some really unusual music that was very popular in this period, especially from 1937 to 39 with the Raymond Scott Quintet. These pieces that he wrote, he really didn't write them. What he did was he directed his musicians, his six amazingly talented musicians, all taken from the CBS Radio Orchestra, and he gave them lines or melodies to play and wrote these like these little three-minute symphonies. In fact, he called his music descriptive jazz. The music is delightful. It swings. It's incredibly entertaining. I love it. But some of the critics at the time were, were less than generous in their critique of the music. But let's not worry about that. Let's just enjoy some music of Raymond Scott. Probably his most famous piece is a piece called Powerhouse. Let's give this piece a listen. It's actually in two separate sections. We'll listen a little bit of the first section and and then the second section. And then I'll talk about how he was able to compose this piece. powerhouse, you might recognize it if you are a little bit older and watch the Merry Melodies or Looney Tunes cartoons from the 1940s and 50s, in particular the Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and Elmer Fudd cartoons because Raymond Scott's music was a central part of these cartoons. In 1943, Warner Brothers bought the rights to all of these little mini symphonies that Raymond Scott had composed and performed with his group. A man by the name of Carl Stallings, who was the director of music for the Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers cartoons, was able to in effect kind of cannibalized all of Raymond Scott's music and used it in all these cartoons. I remember as a child watching these cartoons and and just being in love with these quirky little melodies and they were all mostly Raymond Scott melodies that Carl Stallings had adapted. So if you grew up watching these Merry Melodies, you know a lot about Raymond Scott's music. Back to Powerhouse. Raymond Scott never wrote any of this music down. What he did was he got together with his group and he would rehearse. He was an incessant rehearser and he would direct the musicians. He would say, you play something on the piano, he'd tell the trumpet player, play something like this or he would allow the trumpet player to improvise a melody. He would also record rehearsals and then take the, the records home and listen to them and then come 
come up with some other ideas. But the whole process of composing these pieces was without writing any music down. It was a very improvisatory style of writing, but it took a lot of time. And once a piece was finished, the piece could never be changed. So hence, there was no more improvisation. Once the piece was fully finished, it had to be performed that way every time. But in the process, the musicians were able to inject some improvisation. So let's go to the second half of Powerhouse, where it slows down a little bit. And this is the very famous piece that I remember from the Bugs Bunny cartoons. recorded his group many times and so there are probably you know 50 to 100 different versions of each one of these pieces and he kept these recordings archived and he would also take them home and study them and if he wanted to make a change he would listen to the recordings but as I said before once a piece was finished it was never to be altered I'm sure it was frustrating for some of the musicians who were great jazz musicians you can tell that the music has a jazz feel to it it has a real strong forward motion you know because this is the height of the swing era is it jazz it swings and there's parts of it that really are jazz inflected but there's no improvisation another one of the great descriptive jazz pieces that he recorded was called the tobacco auctioneer this is an incredibly clever very complex piece with melodies coming from all different members of the group and these pieces are really virtuoso pieces the performers are really fantastic they were some of the best players in New York City in fact Bunny Berrigan was one of the trumpet players but he didn't like the fact that he rehearsed so much this piece the tobacco auctioneer you can actually hear the auctioneer, you know, the way they speak really fast and all these different effects coming from different instruments. So if you close your eyes, you can get a musical mental picture of this. Check out the tobacco auctioneer. check out later on in this recording you're going to hear the drummer whose name is Johnny Williams he was actually the father of the great John Williams who wrote the musical scores to all the Indiana Jones movies and also the Star Wars movies he starts with this drum roll and all of a sudden this amazing kooky melody comes out just like this this frenzied auction that you would see probably uh, circa 1937 check this out You can even go onto YouTube and find performances from old movies from the late 30s and early 40s of the quintet. They never used any music because everything was memorized. They rehearsed the music so carefully that Raymond Scott didn't want any kind of written music in front of the musicians. He wanted them to learn all the music by ear, and that's how he taught it to them. He also used lots of themes from classical composers, from Mozart and other musicians, uh, composers from the 18th and 19th century, and which was actually kind of a common occurrence. It was called some 
sometimes swing in the classics. This next piece is, is very clever, and it's called In an 18th Century Drawing Room, and, it, and it, the main theme comes from a theme from Mozart. And my personal favorite that borrows themes from the classical repertoire is the quintet plays Carmen. Very clever use of the themes from the opera Carmen. Check this out. One of the pieces that was used in a lot of cartoons from the 40s and 50s was one of his compositions called The Penguin. And even when you, you hear the melody, you can kind of close your eyes. You can see like the way the penguins kind of walk with that kind of funny, stilted, almost like a Charlie Chaplin-esque kind of step or stride. The, the music has a very kind of a clipped style. The notes can be played rather short, but it does swing. In fact, in the 1940s, Raymond Scott had a very successful big band. He turned that six-piece group into a, you know, about a 15 or 16-piece group. And that band played more or less dance music, but it still had that kind of clipped but very crisp approach to playing. And it was also very successful, but it had none of the charm of this particular group. So let's go back to The Penguin. Another famous piece from this period from 1937 to 39 with the Raymond Scott Quintet was called the Toy Trumpet, which um, sounds a little bit like maybe it could have come from the pen of Leroy Anderson. It's a very clever composition that has been used in, in quite a few cartoons. So let's check out the Toy Trumpet. I hope you enjoyed the music of Raymond Scott. I mean, it 
And every time I hear this, it always brings a smile to my face because it brings back the memories of those wonderful Saturday morning cartoons um, that I grew up watching. Um, the music is really delightful. It's engaging. It's it's not really intrusive, but if you listen really carefully to the different way the instruments are layered in the complexity of the melodies and, and really the virtuosic performance, you really begin to understand and appreciate that these are like little three-minute mini-symphonies. Again, he called it descriptive jazz. And, and each title is, is incredibly descriptive and he's trying to bring these images through the music into your mind and, and they're wonderful pieces and they're they're really kind of hard to categorize. I mean it comes from the swing era. Critics at the time really didn't think of it as jazz but it certainly feels like it's swinging and the, the musicians were, were amazing. The performances are really virtuosic. But we're going to go out on one of my favorite pieces and this is called The War Dance for Wooden Indians. Check this out. Hope you enjoy it. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. You can visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com and facebook.com slash jazzinsights. Jazz Insights is a production of WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta. <laughs>